0: Hello, church family. This is Ezra chapter six, part four. Uh, we're going to close our time in this chapter of, uh, today. And, um, again, just to review very quickly, uh, Esther, I mean, Ezra chapter six is, um, the, is really the God's providential, um, hand that's being uh, shown through how he works through history and, uh, even the way he preserves certain things. And, and bring to light certain things are all part of God's um, uh, plan. And um, it was amazing in the beginning of chapter six, we see how, um, the, or the end of chapter five, the Israelites told, the, told the, um, the Persians to go and look for this document, the decree that Cyrus gave to them 20 uh, some years ago. And then they did. They found it in, in uh, chapter six, verse one to 12. And uh, in, it was that. Uh, portion where we talked about how we need to listen to God. Uh, the reason why they uh, gave that commandment to those Persians was because they listened to the Lord. They listened to God's um, word preached to them and it gave them a boldness to go and evangelize, and evangelize to, uh, to continue working on the, on the temple. And, and, um, and gave them the, the courage to even like defend themselves legally against those Persians who were uh, trying to go against them. And then we talked about how, uh, uh, we need to also obey God in uh, verse 13 to 15. uh, The Israelites built uh, everything according to the decree of Cyrus and Scripture. Uh, They did uh, what God has expected of them, um, and it was through that that they were able to complete the temple. And um, and just a side note, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this next week with Ezra 7, but the temple, uh, I mean, they even talked, I mean, I made reference to earlier in chapter chapter two or chapter uh, three when um, the old people were crying the young people were celebrating um to put things into perspective uh, the temple wasn't like like a really glorious looking temple uh it was basically just like in our mind like a, it would just be like a little shed it's not like that grand um it, it just looked like a shed and relative to everything that uh in relative to what Solomon's temple was like. And that's why the old people are crying, because they remember what Solomon's temple was like. And then in the, the new temple, the one that they have here, it um, was like trash compared to it. But at least they did all that they can with what they have to build um, uh, this little uh, temple uh, for the Lord, and they offered sacrifices. They, did, uh, they, did, they acted faithfully, um, and they applied all that they can. Um, and they did, because they obeyed the Lord. And there's a call for us to also check our own hearts and lives to see, are we obeying God's word? Uh, We also talked about yesterday how we need to worship God. In verse 16 and 18, there were often a whole bunch of animal sacrifices for sin offering and and just a a dedication to the temple as an act of thankfulness to the Lord for all that he's done. He's probably preserved them um, through the exile and and the building of the temple. And uh, uh, they uh, did all of this, these things because they want to give the best to the Lord, and this is out of a thankful heart. And, and I, I exhorted us to think about do we give the Lord our best during the time of worship? Do we give our whole heart to listen to the message? Um, when we give, do we give out of a, a thankful heart? When we sing, do we sing out of a joyful heart? Um, we should do our best to, <clears throat> for the Lord because he is worthy of all praise and worship. So today, we're going to end with uh, trusting in God, um, trusting in the Lord. And we will see this in the last uh, several verses in Ezra, chapter 6. So verse 19 to 22. The exiles observed the Passover on the 14th of the first month, for the priests and the Levites had purified themselves together. All of them were pure. Then they slaughtered the Passover lamb for all the exiles, both for their brothers and the priests and for themselves. The sons of Israel who returned from exile and all those who had separated themselves from the impurity of the nations on the land to join them to seek the Lord God of Israel, ate the Passover. Um, so basically they were, uh, uh they just, they continue on, um, being distinct from the rest of the world and, uh, they were enjoying the, um, uh, the, the Passover. They, they, uh, observed it. This is the first time they observed it in over 20 plus years. Uh, So this is a big deal for them. Verse 22, And they observed the feast the unleavened bread seven days with joy, for the Lord had caused them to rejoice and had turned the heart of the king of Assyria toward them to encourage them in the work of the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. We see that toward this end that they observed the Passover, and and the Passover, you remember, in the book of Exodus, it was was designed to show God's faithfulness in delivering them. Uh, In fact, every single one of the plagues uh, the reason why the Egyptians were punished mainly was because they didn't turn their heart to the Lord. Rather, they <coughs> instead they hardened their hearts, and God just kept giving them plague after plague. And each time the Israelites saw the plagues happen to the Egyptians, it gave them encouragement, it gave them a, a, a strengthened their faith because they saw how powerful uh, the uh, the God of Israel is. Um, and at the same time, they saw how um, uh, this, these were things they're supposed to cherish uh, throughout the. Uh, uh, Old Testament, when when they failed um, to be faithful to the Lord, God always rebuked them by saying, "Do you not remember what I've done for you in the Exodus, and when I brought you out of Egypt, when I delivered you from the uh, the hand of Pharaoh?" But that's just a recurring thing that these people forget that um, uh, they forget that God saved them, that they were enslaved to the Egyptians, and uh, they were crying out to the Lord for help. And God saved them and gave them out, he delivered them, and He also gave them the land. Um, and the Passover is really the one of those uh main celebrations and reminders of that. Uh, you you know what the Passover is the one that will smear the blood on the doorposts and uh if those that did it, uh the firstborn will, of of all the things in the house, not just the the, the son, but also the animals as well, uh will be uh if they put the blood and those things will those individuals and animals will be spared. But if they didn't then they would die and Pharaoh didn't do it and he lost his son. Uh and they celebrate this Passover. Lamb, and in a lot of ways, is also to remember that not only did God deliver them back all the way back in Egypt, but all the way up until now. Uh, every single time that um, every single time they get saved or rescued by the Lord is supposed to remind them that uh, God saved. God is a, a promise keeping God, and um, because of that, the Israelites learn to trust God more. In verse 22, you notice that is it that God ca- ca- had caused them to rejoice and had turned the heart, the king of Syria, toward them to encourage them in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. So what's interesting is that um, it was the Lord who turned the hearts of the king of all these individuals, even the non-believer ones. Uh, God, they saw um, how God would even use, orchestrate uh, everything in, in history to get to this point. Uh, they trusted in the protection of. And God's faithfulness <laughs> and they saw how God's sovereign hand was through everything and a lot of it, these things are just looking back they didn't know the outcome all they knew was the, what they heard from the prophets and what they needed to do in the moment and then they look back in the past and see what God will do and that's what strengthened them for the future and we have to understand that's how we are too um, much like the parallel between the Egypt the Israelites and the in the Exodus uh, we must remember also of God's promises and kindness towards us uh, we were saved from the bondage of sin. Uh, he rescued us. and In fact, every time we fall into sin, is oftentimes is because we forget uh, God's faithfulness. We forget how God, how good God was to us, that he um, He freed us from our own sin and gave us a new life. Uh, we are no longer held to the bondage of our sin or the consequences of it, but we're now free to pursue faithfulness uh, to him. Uh, we, no, we could now say no to sin and yes to sin. Uh, to to, to obedience to the Lord, Um, and the Lord, uh, uh, and and that should cause us to trust him more, because he keeps providing for us, he's always there for us, and what's cool about us in this New Testament time, in the church age, is that we really get to anticipate God's future promises, you know, we're in the, in between, there are a lot of promises in the Bible that hasn't been fulfilled yet, but we can see how God's faithfulness is going to uh, play out. And we don't know when, but all we need to do, just like what the Israelites did at the end of chapter 6, or throughout this book right now, really, is to be faithful at the moment. Um, and we'll just see how God orchestrates everything for his for His purpose. Uh, one of the things that was interesting about the temple that I didn't really mention, but I'll mention it now. non-believers will look at this book and they say, oh, see, like the temple is this... Uh, there are no archaeological evidence of the first temple, the Temple that Solomon made, because it was destroyed. But in fact, that's actually evidence of God's uh, faithfulness, because he actually told the Israelites that if you fail to obey me, I will remove every single stone in the temple. Like, everything will be gone. It will be demolished. You will never find it ever again. Um, it's interesting that liberals and uh, you know, people try to go against the Bible, say, that oh see, there's no archaeological evidence. That's actually evidence that God is faithful. And again, um, when I went through the book of Esther and, and hopefully through this, we always see that God is is faithful and we need to trust him more. If we want a renewed desire, um, a new uh, love for the Lord every single day, we must remember that God is moving towards fulfilling his plan every single day. Every moment that passes uh, it's it's one day closer to seeing God's um, promises being fulfilled. Psalm 28, verse 7 tells us, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart exalts in my song. I shall thank Him. Psalm 31, <laughs> 31, verse 6, Those I hate those who regard vain idols, but I trust in the Lord. Psalm 32 uh, verse 10, many are sorrows of the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, loving kindness shall surround him. Uh, Psalm chapter 40, verse 3, he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and tr- will trust in the Lord. Um, trusting the Lord gives us renewed strength. And um, in Proverbs 3, 5, a famous passage, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Um. We need to always trust in the Lord. We don't; His way is always higher than ours, and we don't know what's, what the Lord is doing. But we know that whatever He is doing is always going to be for our good. And we've seen; we can see God's goodness in the way He plays out in our in our lives. There's really small kinds of um, faithfulness to the Lord, uh, whether it's an answered prayer, uh, whether it's um, you know if you even though things that answer prayer. If you look back at your life. Uh, whether it's like um, someone coming to know the Lord, um, the Lord providing something for you, um, the Lord healing you, uh, the Lord making you more Christ-like. Uh, whatever prom- whatever prayers you've had in the past that's been answered, you need to cherish those in your heart. Uh, I understand that that's a fruit of your salvation, that the Lord first and foremost saves you and every other promise that he's given you every single day, that everything, he, every time that he fulfilled and answered a prayer is, is a sign of his faithfulness. Um, and there are also big promises like prophetic promises uh, we know that the rapture has yet to come we know that uh, christ's second coming is yet to come we know that there's still so much of i mean basically the entire book of revelation has yet to come and we and we are, we look forward to that we look forward to seeing how the Lord is using every event in history uh, bringing us towards that uh toward that end so how are you going uh, how are you growing in your trust for the Lord today uh, when you um, like look back at your life and look back at how faithful he is. Um, you need to grow. That should cause you to trust him more, not to worry, um, because your worry is not going to do anything. It's not going to change. It's not going to make God act faster or change what he already has in, in store for us. And and we always need to remember Romans eight twenty that God causes all things for our good, and for His glory. And especially those of us who love Him, when we know that. He he cares for us. And he will never place us in a situation that he doesn't, in his own eyes, deem it worthy for us to to go through. Um, so if you think about God's loving kindness in your life, you will grow in your trust in Him, and continue to trust Him. Continue to trust Him no matter how strange the times that we live in. Now we, as we finish through uh, this chapter, I just want to. say, if you want to renewed worship, it's to sum sum up everything. If you want to be renewed, uh, not just this past week, but for next week as well, remember, the first thing you need to listen to God, you need to obey God's word, you worship the Lord, and then in the end, you need to trust God. Next week, uh, we're going to go through Ezra chapter 7. And if if you've only started listening to this when I uh, started from Ezra, then um, here's just a little fun tidbit for you. in between Ezra six to seven there's a sixty year gap. In between that sixty year gap is the book of Esther. I did the book of Esther, and if you didn't listen to that, uh then you should you could go back because chronologically, um, I not I'm doing everything kind of like backwards, but chronologically Esther happens in between uh this chapter and Ezra chapter seven. Uh and Ezra chapter seven is one of my favorite chapters of the old testament, and uh really excited to see uh, to go through that uh, chapter because it really teaches us on how the Lord um, uses just faithful instruments um, for his sovereign plan. And um, we'll see that. Actually, Ezra chapter 7 is where we'll first be introduced to Ezra. Like we noticed that as I went through this whole book, Ezra doesn't, doesn't even show up. This is more than halfway through. He finally shows up. And we'll see why uh, next week. Uh, thank you. Uh, and I hope that you have a blessed weekend. Take care.